You're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and Sports with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom. This is Sports and Sports with Chris and Tom. This is Sports and Sports and Sports and Sports. There is no more. <laughs> there is no more. There is no more. <laughs> this is this. I was like, wait, wait. Does he know that he just said that? But you're yeah. right. Everything tonight. There is no and more. There is no Tom's take about some random topic. There's nothing cultural that we're going to talk about or music, movie, nothing. And food, no. even Food's no our food. Favorite. We're not even talking about food tonight. Who decides that you and I wouldn't talk about food in an episode? I mean, I can talk but, about how it looks like Seattle outside in Springfield is going to rain for ten days. We're on day three of ten days of rain, so it's like I could go off on that, but let's just stick to the sports. Let's just stick to the the, the sports. So, welcome to Sports and Sports with Chris <laughs> and Tom. That's Chris. I'm Tom, and to start tonight off, we're going to talk about some sports. Uh, first <laughs> of all. Here. I just want to take some time to congratulate the Springfield High School baseball team uh, for winning the Class 3A state championship. It's been about a week, a little over a week now. Uh, as, as I've stated before, I come from Springfield. I, I was born and raised in Springfield. I, I was a product of uh, Springfield High School, graduated in 2012, and I, I played for Coach Steinwork, Coach Elliott, Coach Trumper, Coach Burke, uh, um, even going back a little further, my freshman years, uh, year, only one, I only have one freshman year, um, to Coach Villahong, um, who is uh, coaching at uh, Lutheran High now. Uh, but still, I, I just want to give all the praise in the world to this team. I mean, uh, Coach Steinworth, I think he's been coaching for 34 years, maybe more by now. Um, but man, he's an incredible man to, to, to play for. Um, and, and I, I say that it, I don't say the word coach there because yes, he's an incredible coach, but just, uh, on a personal level, he, he's the kind of guy that you want to play for that you, um, are better for after you have been coached and taught by him. And the same goes for, um, coach Elliot. I've, uh, had, personal sessions with him on, on hitting and fielding and, and catching outside of um, just our, our normal high school uh, sessions. He, he's been at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes camps. So all of these guys that I played for, and they, they've worked so hard for this, they finally brought the first baseball state title to Springfield High School. And so huge congratulations to this 2021 baseball team, especially in the year, the school year that we've been having. Uh, for them to to go out and do this, and a little bit of background, I, I've I've been reading from the Wall uh, not the Wall Street, the, the State Journal Register in Springfield that I believe the the senators had to uh, Springfield High senators had to come back from every single game in the postseason. Oh, geez, they yeah. were behind in every single game in the postseason and were trailing six zero in the championship game. Oh, geez, they won eight seven. Nice. Man, you, you got to tell me that, that that you cannot tell me that uh, that baseball isn't romantic, man. That is, it's a beautiful game, and 
uh, that just shows it. So I just wanted to take a minute because I'm so proud of this coaching staff. They've worked hard for a long time. Like I said, Coach Steinworth's been at Springfield High for 34 years, finally brought the title here. Uh, there's no one in the world, there's no coaching staff in the world that deserves this more than them. So huge congrats to you guys. I know that a couple of them listen, so I just appreciate you and wanted you to hear it straight from me. Hey, congrats, guys. I was on the other side of that like 10 years ago where we lost in state. Trust me, I believe the winning feeling is pretty dang good because I know the losing feeling sucks a lot. So congratulations, you guys, it, and I hope you guys enjoy it because those moments don't la don't always come around every don't come around every year. So yeah, yeah, rejoice it, and feel great about it. It's special. I actually I, I got emotional when I when I saw the so um, Coach Elliott's son. He's one of the assistant coaches. Um, Coach Elliott's son. He I think he is 10, 12, somewhere in there. Uh oh. My screen just went out. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can see you just fine. So it okay. looks like we're gonna... well, we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling because I don't know what's going on. Um, but when I saw it, so his his son recorded the last pitch for the strikeout, last out. Man, I, I don't know. I just as soon as I saw that, my heart just jumped. It, it was it was amazing. So um, I, I I don't even know what else to say, but I'm just super excited. Been excited for about a week now talking about this. So, um, like I said, huge congrats to you guys and uh, bring home another one next year. <laughs> Good luck with that, guys. And congratulations on a fantastic season. And to continue on this sports and sports, we're going to go to another sport, the professional level of the sport. We just talked about the MLB, the MLB standings because, well, it's been two weeks and have things changed? Eh, not really. The Rays are still in first place in the AL East with a half-game lead over the Red Sox. Yankees and Blue Jays are still way behind with the Orioles having to exist in that, in that division. In the Central, the White Sox and Indians duking out for the Central. I think the White Sox have a two-game lead on the Indians, and then they have three teams that exist in that division who are like 10 games out right now, and so they're like done. In the West, unfortunately, tragically, the Houston Asterix have taken over first place in that division, so we're yeah, I know it it, it happened. So, Boom. gosh darn it, guys, what are you doing out there? The Mets lead the worst division in baseball because they are the only team above 500. The rest of the teams are below 500. They they have a four game lead or five game lead on the Nationals, who are 36 and 38. In the Central, the Cubs have been overtaken by the Brewers. No, we're down two games on the Brewers, but thankfully the Cardinals are slipping and slipping and slipping to nearing Pirates levels, and that's just fun to say to Cardinals fans. And then oh. the <laughs> and then the Giants are, the the Giants are still in first and West. I don't know how they're up four and a half games on the Dodgers. I don't know how this makes sense, but they are. And then the Rockies and Diamondbacks exist in that division. Because that <laughs> division exists. That's that's. A, I mean, at twenty two and fifty six, the Diamondbacks exist. <laughs> don't don't even play they're, your starters. Just twenty nine games out of first place. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> oh man! That, so so they're limited. Hold on, the can we talk about like are are we on pace for record worst? Record, I like, like worst record in history. Type I would, of season. I just looked that up, but it looks pretty dang close. I mean, they would have to. We're, half, we're, we're halfway through the season. Yeah, I think they're close. They they would be on pace, I think. It would be dang close. Because there's been some really bad teams in recent memory that have lost well over 100 games on purpose. And the Diamondbacks look like they're in that same mode. So 
we'll get back to you guys on that one, and we'll look that one up as the show goes on. But to continue on with the sports and the sports and the more sports and continue on the MLB track, we're going to talk about the MLB cracking down on the sticky stuff. And this is part of a rapid-fire section where we have four big topics we want to get to, and there's not enough time to do huge, large in our segments. So we're going to try to keep it shorter, but also a little bit longer than we normally do because there's only four segments. So, Tom, the sticky stuff. I mean, we talked about this earlier. What's yeah. going on? We brought it up. So, so there's this uh, stuff uh, called Spidey Tech, Spider Tech, mm-hmm. um, uh, whatever you want to call it, Spidey stuff. I've I've heard it called. So, it, it's basically just a um, a substance that uh, allows for better grip on the baseball, um, re- reduces the uh, amount of uh, sweat feel um, that uh, can contribute to slipping. Um, yes, the the substance does uh, increase spin rate because you're getting a tighter grip on the baseball. You're not having to deal with uh, the the either natural feel of your finger or um, the sweaty feel, dirt, um, any anything of the sort. But uh, the controversy around it is that it's it's the, the, it is believed that pitchers were uh, using this and making the game of baseball more boring because they're pitching great. It, it, I mean, I'm just going to call it as yeah. it is, is, you know, people, people weren't liking how good the pitching was because they were like, to, they come to the stadium to see hitting. And that's, uh, I, I believe a lot of what Manfred his man dress uh, going right back to that one um, has, has gone uh, toward is that's what a lot of his decisions go to. It's um, toward, towards the fans and not the players. So we've, we've seen, this already affect pitchers. We've seen this already affect games because of uh, stoppage of play to check uh, pitchers. So now it doesn't matter. A, a, a manager can uh, request a check. And so a pitcher can be checked in the middle of an inning, even between pitches, to um, check for a sticky substance anywhere on his person. That can include in his hat, in his jersey, in his glove, in his belt, Underneath his uh, jock strap. I mean, seriously. <laughs> there, I mean, who, who was it uh, that took Max his pants Scherzer. off? Max Scherzer. No, 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 no. Scherzer. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. the guy who took his pants off yeah. on the field. I gotta look. I'll look at. I know he played for the A's. I, I should have written his name down, but Scherzer. That Scherzer and Girardi yeah. issue. Oh man, that got heated. So I mean, Scherzer right off the bat, he's like showing everything, opening up his jersey, uh, undoing his belt, so we can see like there's nothing in the belt, there's nothing in the waistband, uh, and um, uh, and then he as he's walking off the field, he stares down Girardi because Girardi is. Um, it was the one who uh, called him on it, like saying he's pitching too good. He's obviously got stuff on him. Yeah. Um, thank you. All right. Sergio Romo was the pitcher for the A's who, when he got asked about it, he was, he was asked three times in a game um, about it. And so unprompted one time coming off the field, he turns to the third base umpire, I believe it was, and just undoes his sh- uh, shirt un- and pulls his pants all the way down to his knees, takes his hat off, glove on the ground, just because he's like, you know I got nothing on me, and here's to prove it, man. Yeah. So I mean, I it's it's ridiculous, okay? And we've got guys who are being uh, paid millions of dollars who um, are just mad that they're not hitting bombs every at bat, and pitchers are are good, okay? And and yeah, Spidey Tech didn't exist in the olden days, okay? And you know I'm a purist of baseball, but I mean when we're talking about good pitching. And, and good hitting, we're seeing both, and we were seeing both uh, already this season. I, I mean, we were seeing good not pitching. really, 
we were seeing good pitching, but we weren't seeing good hitting. The hitting was down. It was bad this year. I still don't think it's due to Spidey stat, Spidey no, tag, whatever. It's part of the issue. It's Spider pig. Um, <laughs> but okay, so um, just to to go over some of the stats that you provided me, Chris, average spin rate uh, has declined by approximately three no, percent. No. Um, Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole are down what seven percent on spin rate? Yeah, yeah, and, and their and their average pitch are down by seven percent, which is the most in baseball. Yeah. Um, strikeout percentage has decreased by 2% from 25 to 23% already. Um, league batting average has risen from uh, 230, it's which about has been the lowest batting average since 1968. I didn't realize I should have uh, read on first before I said that. Um, the next year, uh, the MLB lowered the height of the mound uh, in 1969 from 15 inches to 10 inches. Yep. So, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, this is a product of the league wanting to see hitting. Yep. Okay, we saw this in in sixty eight, sixty nine, mm-hmm. um, because uh, obviously there was, there was the, the low low batting average in in sixty eight, um, and then in sixty nine the mound was changed um, b- because that there was the argument of too much leverage from the pitcher yep. um, mm-hmm. to create higher speeds and um, everything else in their favor, mm-hmm. um, standing higher and a, a higher uh, elevation creating a difference for for being able to pick up the baseball. That was the argument anyway. And oh. so, and and now we're seeing the same thing: is the league, probably from the players, arguing to their agents, to the players' association, to whoever, is we're not hitting well. Obviously, it's not something that we're doing. Let's blame the pitchers. Yeah. So, so this, I, I I don't like. I mean, sure, uh, it's it's something sticky, but you know, with rosin bag, like all of that stuff, that was that's been used for for decades to prevent sweating. And so now, are, are we just going away? Like, are we even going to prevent them from reaching down and grabbing some dirt to prevent some sweat on their head? Where does the line stop? That's right. that's my argument. Is like, if eventually this is going to get to the point where a pitcher is not going to be allowed to touch anything on his body besides the baseball. All right. So here's where we dis- for, for fear of substance. I, I don't like no. it. This is where I'm going to disagree with you heavily on this subject. The spider attack should have never been used in the first place. It's already illegal under the rule books. It's never it never should have been allowed to use as much as it has been used. I mean, Trevor Bauer has been calling out for years. He didn't start using this stuff until 2020 to show, to prove a point where he won the Cy Young and was absolutely dominant. Now, now he doesn't have the spider attack anymore. He's now back to his normal self where he's a hittable picture. He's still good, but he's not great. Garrett Cole was not a was no longer a Hall of Fame pitcher until he went to the Astros, started cheating with the Astros, and now he's a Hall of Fame pitcher again. Takes away experience that he's now just a good pitcher again. He's no longer a Hall of Famer. So yeah, there's a lot of guys who are getting paid because they were cheating, and now they're not allowed to cheat, and now they're back down to normalcy. Rosin has always been legal, so it's a legal substance. Uh, sunscreen, like you can't use sunscreen and rosin, but they couldn't stop you from doing it because you've used if you use a rosin bag and you have sunscreen on your hands because well you got rosin sunscreen it's just something that happens and i think what we need to do is we guys this i've heard this argument before that we need to have some standardized sticky stuff that does give the picture some grip but it's not like the spider tech where it gives them an overwhelming grip that is just an insane spin rate increase and yes, I do agree. Often, these have fixed their swing paths. They're they're swinging for home runs too much, not swinging for bases. I agree with that one thousand percent. But we can't have cheating on one side, and then hitters not hitting with bad technique, and not say that we need we yet we we should just focus on the, the hitting technique and not focus on the cheating pictures. It's like saying we have uh, steroid using hitters, and then pictures aren't 
to gain enough strikeouts. So we need to have the pitchers do something differently so that the hitters can still use their steroids. It's the same argument to me. Okay. And I think I was, I was maybe unclear uh, on my stance. I, I still am a purist when it comes to not using a substance. I think my my issue really is the approach to it. Now yeah, that you, I, I now agree. that you the, can the, you the can check. I agree. Right. With you. The, the checking in the middle of innings, in between no. pitches, in between batters, no. batters like it, it's it's obnoxiously unnecessary to check that many times. And so what I what I think that there also needs to I mean, if you're going to continue to allow this as it stands right now, the the banning of any sticky substance, um, then I think you need to put a limit on the number of times that a pitcher can be checked in an inning, because you you then will you'll get guys that are. Um, they're pitching really good, but the the skeptical manager Joe Girardi is out there. Er, er, I don't like that. I don't like that. He's too good. Maybe he's just damn good. So I, I think that um, to a certain degree, we need to have both. Yeah, I don't think that a substance like Spidey Tech really. I mean, yeah, the benefits that it provides are too much. I mean, it's like having the pine tar too high up on the bat, corking a bat. It, it's both sides of the argument can be can be made. Obviously, the cork of the bat. I mean, that's the argument that was made in the the nineties. We know that that weakens the bat and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, really. That, that was that was the MythBuster sort of uh, deal, but. I, I think that my issue is not necessarily the banning of the substance. I do agree that there can, there should be something that is the generally accepted, allowed thing that can be used. That's not necessarily a sticky substance, but it's not. But it's something that can can help sure. uh, a, a pitcher to uh, main, you know not have the the sweaty palms and everything that that they're trying to avoid. I'm thinking of like those uh, those little pink pads that you have in the office that that help you flip through letters and oh, things like it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just picturing like, you know, pitchers in between innings just putting their the fingertips into a little little pink pad. Um but I think that definitely if nothing else we need to take a different approach to it. Uh, it's it's become obnoxious already and we've had less than a week of it. Yeah, I would say check them at the start of the inning and stop there. If they come onto the field with no stuff on them, it's over. We're good. Let's, let's, get, let's keep going. Simple yeah, solution. And, yeah, and I think that only the, the check should only be done if it's initiated by the manager. I don't think they should be checking everyone, every pitcher, as they come out onto the field. No, I every pitcher only, as they come on the field. No, I, every I, time. I, I disagree with that, but I know we're running out of time, so we'll move yeah. on. Yeah, so going on, we're going to hit a subject that we haven't talked about because we said as much to do about nothing. And until something happens, we're not going to talk about it. Well, something happened a couple weeks, about a month ago now, and there's been more and more steam going on about it. So now we finally are talking about the situation that's existing up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, because Aaron Rodgers may not play for the evil green yellow team that hails from Green Bay, Wisconsin. That may happen I mean, my head exploded when he didn't show up for OTAs, Tom. I mean, my head went boom. I loved every second of that that coverage. <laughs> I mean, he, he like he, he didn't show up. Like he didn't show up. Wait, he didn't show up. He's not coming. He so may, you're he, saying there's a chance. Oh, no, you're saying he may <laughs> actually not play this year for them. He, he is actually that angry. It's legitimate. He's that angry with them. Holy to the Bears have a chance to win the division. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that was the first thing that popped into my mind is, um, all right, we don't have the the biggest threat against us. Aaron Rodgers is, is the best quarterback in the uh, NFC North. And, yeah, by far. <laughs> uh, by far. I mean, it, it's like Aaron Rodgers, 50 feet of crap, and then the, the rest of them. Uh, yeah, you- generally, I, that's just a – 
an exaggeration, of course, but no, not an exaggeration. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. It's accurate. I was trying to be nice. No. Yeah, who cares? Kirk Cousins um, is the NFG. second best quarterback in that division. NFG. Yeah, that's right. Um, so <laughs> that's true. We're throw all of uh, just everybody into that. But uh, yeah, honestly, it, I think a lot of teams were happy to hear that because um, I mean that that's now your motivator that you can you can provide to your your offenses. Uh, I mean your defenses especially is like okay, you don't got you don't got this guy who has been known to make ridiculously accurate passes, um, make things happen where they shouldn't, and use that momentum. So you're going to see guys, teams maybe come out with a little bit extra fire knowing that Rodgers is not on the other side of the ball. Jeez, oh, I mean, could you imagine if he doesn't show up for the season and they could throw roll out there with Jordan Love, Bears fans would go nuts because we could say, wait, Andy Dalton could start the whole year and we make the playoffs. We don't need to play Justin Fields. It would be fantastic. It would be the dream come true. The unfortunate thing is Nagy would retain his job. Pace would get his job back. That's the only downside of this whole thing is that we're going to keep our coaching GM now. Right. I thought this was the year that we were supposed to tank the season. No, they got rid of Aaron Rodgers. We can make the playoffs again. <laughs> I mean, what we're going to do with the loins win the division? They're so bad. They're like a plus 2,100 bet like, and, and because they have no quarterback. I mean, they have Jared Goff, who went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. But really, is he Matthew Stafford? No. And Stafford couldn't get the Lions to the, to the playoffs. So, I mean, let's just be real here, people. The Bears or Vikings win the division because Aaron Rice doesn't show up? I'm <laughs> I know we're I know we're we're Bears favorable pretty much on this show. So I but honestly, I think that could happen. I mean, if he question show, is question if, is yeah. now that we've had we've had Jordan Love as the understudy to the the no. the, the protege to Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of pressure on him right now yeah. to to live up to what Aaron Rodgers himself did under the um, the the study of Brett Favre several years ago. And yep. so a lot of people are like, he's, the, he, he's got to be the next, next Rogers. All right. We've already had that once we had that expectation. It's got to happen. I don't think it will, but I think that's also in favor of everyone else in the division is now there is this incredible pressure that up until about two months ago, nobody expected him to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one thought he was going to be the starter. I mean, I still don't think he's going to be sorry. I think Aaron's going to show up and just bowl out and just screw Green Bay again and say, hey, I'm still here. And he's he going to show up in his Hawaiian shirt, sunglasses with his hair slicked back. And just <laughs> throw dimes everywhere and just screw up, screw up all their plans again. But if he doesn't show up, I have something to say to the Green Bay fans out there. Welcome to the rest of us. Welcome to the rest of the fans of the NFL with the deal with the fact that we're watching our week we after we and playing up the highs and lows of practice. Of practice, I'm saying practice. Because Jordan Love had one bad day of practice. They all went doom and gloom. Oh my gosh, we suck. He then had a good day of practice. They said, Oh my gosh, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Welcome to the rest of the sports fans, especially Bears fans. Welcome to how we felt for the last 40 years, 50 years, 60 Only? years. <laughs> I mean, 70 years, going back to Sid Luckman was the last time we said, Oh, we have a quarterback. So welcome to the Bears fans' lives, where we where we go up and down with practice news, not game news necessarily, but practice news. Right. So there, there's only so much that can that practice can do. Practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. 
So, uh, but let's let's also talk about uh, the evil green and yellow team. The Packers that they can they could fine him ninety three thousand dollars for each right. missed practice for a total of two hundred. That's just for those three practices, three yeah. days of OTA, and that's for OT. That's the OTA. Max, where you can find a guy for practice uh, when they get the train camp is a different ratio. You can they find a lot more money. They can find them a lot more money, and they're I not mean, going to. Also, uh, yeah, they're not going to. They could. They have the legal right to. Uh, but to. Let, let's and let's also talk about how you know they're they're at some point going to what either either have to pay out or trade transfer him. trade his salary, which is quite excessive. So I mean. You could also see the wanting to get a little bit of that back just to um, <laughs> make up for that huge chunk that they're going to have to pay out at some point or another. Yeah, I mean, unless how, someone buys it out. I mean, that's the only, your, that's really yeah. hope. How's your wife feel about this whole situation? About how <laughs> we're actually like, hang on, he didn't show up to the OTAs. What's going on here? <laughs> My wife, my brother-in-law, my father-in-law are pissed. <laughs> Sorry, I, have, your pain, I but have never been happier at the fact that they are pissed. Because <laughs> this is the only thing that they can be mad about and I can be happy about. And it doesn't necessarily affect the foundation of our family, familial <laughs> relationship. So it's okay. It's okay. I was like, well, sorry, but we're Bears fans. I, I haven't gotten to the point of saying, well, hey, in 40 years, you can just say, oh, there's always next year like the Bears. <laughs> but I haven't gotten there yet. Well, he could still show up for training camp. If he shows up for training camp, this whole discussion is pointless, meaningless, and useless because – they're in the division if he shows up. That's that's all there is to it. If he shows up for training camp, they win the division. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, Aaron, whatever you do, <clears throat> I don't know. What do we want? Do we want to win the division and keep nagging at pace, or do we want him to show up and get those who fired? I don't know. What we want to be I don't know, man. There's benefits to both. I yeah, mean, I, I'd, I'd love to, to do some winning. But at the same time, I'd love to see Pace yeah. and Nagy pack a bag and carry that, yeah. carry themselves right on out of Chicago. I mean, I mean, we made the playoffs last year. What did it do for us? Not a dang thing. <laughs> Not a dang thing. Yeah, yeah all it did was buy them another year. It just embarrassed ourselves on national TV again. That's all it did. That was it. But drop her pants down. Dear, like Sergio Romo. <laughs> like Sergio Romo. Goodness. <laughs> oh, well. Speaking of baseball, see, since you brought that up, we're getting back into baseball here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the College World Series. Um, NC State has been ruled out of the College World Series due to COVID protocols. Um, so a little bit of background. Uh, NC State is playing the reigning national champions, uh, Vanderbilt, in a three-game series um, that uh, was tied at one apiece going into Saturday. Uh, NC State had multiple players out due to COVID yep. or exposure to, um, to the point that their uh, start a second baseman. I'm not going to say star starting because I don't know enough about the 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 level of play of this individual, but the um, second baseman was actually sent home from Omaha. Oh, geez. so um, but others stayed in Omaha and were in quarantine. For what reason? I don't know if they were just I, – I, I don't know how long that everything, the timeline of uh, their quarantine started, whatever. But 
Um, we couldn't find the exact timeline of the quarantine for each individual player, but NC State was down to um, nine position players and four pitchers and was forced to forfeit the elimination game against Vanderbilt on Saturday, the day of the game. Yep. they uh, I think the announcement came out after midnight. It was like, like 1 or 2 in the morning. Yep. Um, in fact, they, they made the announcement officially to NC State and then to the public um, that and and this is this is the crazy part. Like I said, Vanderbilt is the reigning national champion. The winner of this Saturday game was going to go on to the College World Series final. Uh, NC State had already played down uh, uh, players. They had thirteen position players and four pitchers. Same number of pitchers, thirteen position players um, in their three-one loss to Vanderbilt. Um, in in the prior game, so they had already played down. So what, why all of a sudden now are we uh, where we're looking at? But I mean, the extra four players—that's that's it. You, you now have an additional four players out due to COVID. I mean, that that I don't know what's going on in the NC State clubhouse. That this is this is going around. It could just be there was one case that just now transmitted to a whole bunch of players because obviously you're you're all in the clubhouse, all in the dugout together. But to end a team season like that, especially the run that they were on, they beat yeah. Arkansas. Arkansas was the number one seed in the college world yeah. series tournament. They were they were winning I watched, a lot of games. I watched that game. I watched one of those games. We were on vacation and it was uh, on at uh, there was a uh, brewery that we went to 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 tour and and uh, check out and they had the game on. I was like, oh, NC State, Arkansas. You don't really see NC State all that often. Um, and then I noticed that Arkansas was the number one seed. Never noticed anything after that until I saw this story. I didn't even know that NC State was still in it because I assumed Arkansas number one. They're obviously going to win. The tear that this team has been on is legendary, and now it's just cut short. Yeah, so for, for me, this was this was odd because six players tested for COVID. Two of them were unvaccinated. Four of them were vaccinated. So, again, people, the vaccine is going to help you give you antibodies. So if you do get COVID, it's like a mild cold at that point it, or you are or you don't have any symptoms. It's not a big deal at that point. And they do the contract trace, and they took out every all the other players on that team. So and, – and I just shook my head like, hang on a second. We have a vaccine now. We now know that the that the mortality rate for for young people and these are college students, they're young people, is less than the flu when it comes to COVID nineteen. It's less than the flu. Let's just get that out of the way, people. They they have a, essentially a zero percent chance of dying from COVID, and we're throwing a fit because we're supposed because why? Because why? I'm confused. I'm just, I was just confused. Like we there we're, we have this under control now. We have therapies to help with this. We now know that young kids, young people are typically not going to be affected as badly by this, if at all, quite frankly. And I just don't get it. I think this is just virtue signaling at this point. It's just stupid. And especially given that NC State still had the um, the number of players. Yeah, enough players to play. Um, that, that To be eligible to play. They had nine position players. They had four pitchers. Um, really only need nine and one. I mean, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Push comes to shove, throw one of your pitchers in the outfield. Uh, yeah. But like, that—that's—that's that's my that's my issue with it. Okay, yeah. I mean, we, everything that you said was my initial thought. Is like, we, we, we've been on top of this. I did, I, I thought we were beyond 
Um, worrying about it. It's always this problem the, with COVID. The <laughs> forfeiture of games yeah. due to COVID at this point. Yeah, COVID's going through their team, but they still have 13 players, oh. nine of whom were position players, eligible to play the game. They can st- they're can. they still eligible to play. Yeah. I mean, it, it, at this point, it's over a concern. It's not over an actual um, – positive test. It's over a concern of the transmission of something that has not been passed from those 13 players yet. Yeah. So, yes, I understand concerns can be um, uh, well, well stand, well, well founded, but I mean, yeah. at this point, you're talking about ending a team's historic run over something that these 13 players don't have and still have the eligibility to play. I don't like yeah. taking this out of their hands. Yeah. Okay, this is the NCAA doing another power grab. Yeah, I talked about NCAA golf making their wussy move, and that's the nicest <laughs> word that I can call it, yeah. um, about not playing because it's no win, it's not championship, drive, whatever. But now we've got this, again, being taken out of the hands of the players. This is twice now that championships have been taken out of the hands of the players, okay? And this this is probably happening even more than what we've been able to find out of larger headlines. This is just because – this is the largest headline because it happened this weekend. The game was an elimination game, and this is, was against the defending national champions who could have lost. And that's, that's – I mean, if it's out of a concern of getting Vanderbilt exposed, how many players from Vanderbilt – tested positive during that same time period. We know of zero. A goose egg. So if you're telling me that the concern is that Vanderbilt is going to start testing positive at the, as they go into the College World Series final, that's horse crap. Yeah. I mean, think about this. There were no transmissions of COVID on in the NFL during a game. This is That's football. Contact sport. You're breathing in each other's faces. Zero transmissions of COVID to another player on the field for an NFL game. And you still got you still got players in um, in baseball now who are throwing up a uh, a net gator uh, of, of some sort or a mask when they're going out onto the, yeah. the field or when speaking with umpires when they're yeah. um, going to the dugout. Some of them are more cautious, not not necessarily NC State, but you're seeing this at other levels of guys throwing up some sort of face covering. So it's not like people aren't taking some precaution at some point. Like you said, there were vaccinated players that were ruled ineligible. Well, therefore, that therefore vaccinated players who got who were tested positive for COVID. They tested positive and then were ruled ineligible. Yeah, well, yeah, because because they because don't want the positive test. Like I don't I don't like it. I mean, you're you're saying that we can take every step possible to um, protect ourselves against the virus but still can have this happen where we're uh, deemed ineligible, where we're forfeiting um, our, you know, the the right to play, the um, privilege to play because we've earned our spot to be here. That uh, this is once again just the NCAA overstepping its bounds. If That's what they no do. players on the other side have been affected, and this is not true in all aspects of life, but thus far, these two teams have played twice. The, the positivity rate in, NCAA, in NC State had gone up over those two games, but not in, in uh, across the field to Vanderbilt. If we're not seeing that same increase in positive tests, then they should be allowed to play because it is currently not affecting Vanderbilt. 
we, we I, I don't like taking it out of the hands of the players, and I've said this from day one. Let the players play. Yep. I mean, the players want to play. Let them play, especially when we know that NC State had enough players to play, and so they could play, and it clearly was not going from NC State to Vandy. Like I said, in football, we saw no direct uh, transmission of the virus from one team to another team on the field of play. It's a full-contact sport, so I don't get it. I think this is just silly at this point. Uh, we know more about the virus we have therapeutics for. This is like stopping it. Again, people are going to get angry if I say this, but it's like stopping the game if someone got the flu. It's the same thing in my estimation because, yes, the COVID's three times more transmissible, but the death rate is lower than the flu for young kids. So we got to think, think logically about this, people, not just think with emotions. That's all, that's all it's been, and that's all that a lot of sports has been is making decisions based on emotions. Yep. So going from that, we're going to more of an emotional topic here, and one that's more of a theoretical topic, and it's from a athlete we don't talk about on the show very often because he plays a sport we don't talk about because it's a political uh, organization, not an actual sports organization anymore. And LeBron James on his show, The Shop, said Tom Brady may be the GOAT of football, but he is not the GOAT in the GOAT athlete conversation. He's in the two Tom Brady's face on his show. I mean, and his rationale is football players are excluded because they don't play both sides of the of the ball in their sport. That's his entire rationale. And I saw that, and I said, I understand the rationale. That may, it, it, I I hear what he's saying, but um, this is this is Thomas Edward Patrick. Brady Jr. spelled G-O-A-T. He has seven rings. Yes, he is not the most athletically gifted, but his job is not to be the most athletically gifted person on the football field. His job is to throw the football and read defenses, and he does that at the highest level that's ever been done in the NFL. If he's on the GOAT conversation, we have to exclude baseball players from the GOAT conversation because look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout might be the second best baseball player of all time. He has not won a playoff game in his life. He's not going to make the playoffs this year with the Angels again. So we also, uh, sorry, to, to, I'm just going to throw this in here. You don't see Mike Trout going out and pitching nine innings. You don't yeah. see him going behind the plate. You don't see him in the infield. So if we're going to say that that uh, athletes don't play both sides of the ball, you can't. I mean, he's basically saying that it's only basketball players that should be in that yeah, conversation. Soccer and hockey. Hey, not everyone plays goalie. Goalie yeah. goalies don't run for ninety minutes. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. So if we're gonna if we're gonna go that that route, then then nobody should be in this conversation because even LeBron James does not play full games. I'm just gonna yeah. stop. I'm just not gonna. All right, I'll get there in a second. I mean, I unless I checked, I've 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 heard some stats that LeBron doesn't really play defense all that much anymore. Anyway, so I mean, he plays one side of the ball in his sport, which is a sport where you kind of play both sides of the ball. So I, I don't know. So he also I, likes to leave games six minutes early. So oh, there we go. I was waiting for time to get there. I knew I'd get there eventually. And he, you, only, you have the button, right? You have you, the the button. You, I can I have the button. I can put it in post, so I can do that. I'm gonna I, try I, to make you not use that too much because I know you that you work hard. On editing as it is yeah all right yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm gonna really try here so you keep talking about all I, right yeah so while I collect my, myself here. yeah so my thing is that you you have to have time in that conversation otherwise you can't have like every major sport you can't have tiger woods in it because golf 
that ain't a sport, but they but they consider them athletes. Sorry, golfers out there. I always go at you because I I I fail to see how John Daly, as seventy five thousand years old or however old he is, can still be a professional golfer, but he can't walk to the green. He has a red cart, and he be called a professional athlete. Sorry, hey, I we talk about how entertaining he is, though. He's entertaining as all get out, <laughs> but you're going to say that's golf's a professional sport. Get out of here if he's in a professional athlete. That is the peak of male performance. Yeah, I mean, let's just get out. Let's just get out of here, here, people. So, don't, I mean, you had the tennis. You could have. I mean, Serena Williams has to be in the conversation. She's one of the greatest female athletes of all time. But tennis, you play both sides. You have to hit the ball and and play offense and defense in tennis. So they would be allowed in. But you would take away football, baseball, because. Let's face it, Babe Ruth didn't win all the World Series by himself, even though he's the greatest baseball player to have ever existed of all time and probably still will be, and yet he can't be in there. Mike Trout can't be in that conversation, like I just said. So we're, we're left with soccer, non-goalies, non-goalies non in soccer, non-goalies in hockey, even though hockey players don't play goalie as well as defense. So I guess they could be excluded as well. Same thing with soccer players. But you have to you have to just acknowledge the sports have different requirements. Even some sports who are now more like hobbies have different requirements, and you have to go with comparing their greatness of their sport to the the other teams, the other person's greatness of their sport. What this boils down to for me is once again LeBron trying to stack the the deck in his favor. In his own definition of what an athlete is, what a great athlete is, he's excluding whole categories, whole sports, whole sectors of people so that he can maybe be in the conversation. Yep. He is um, not in the conversation, in my opinion, in the greatest basketball players of all time until he wins more championships. I mean, he, he is a Mountain Rushmore basketball player. I will give that he's in the, no. he's he's in that two through five category because of how of what he's done on in the sport. I will give him two through five, but number one is Jordan. That's just ended right there. Jordan's one. He will. LeBron James will never be the greatest of all time. No, no, he probably will not be for basketball. In but anything. But he, he is in that category of he's one of the best I've ever done in the sport of basketball. Now we can complain about what he does off the field, uh, off the court. Sorry, the field, baseball and football, this court. I don't want – Real sports. Yeah. So, but it, it, but when you think of – but it's like you're, you're – Tom Brady has seven rings in football. He has more win championships than any franchise in the NFL. He has more rings in any franchise. I mean – I mean, come on, people. This is like the whole goat and boat thing with Max Kellerman of MSESPN, where where Brady's the goat, but Rogers is the boat. Like, no, Tom Brady is the goat, the and the boat because the greatest and the best are the exact same words. You're just trying to make it sound like someone's less athletic, so therefore he can't be the best. Tom Brady is the best quarterback, which makes him probably the best football player. I say probably because you can argue for a defensive end or a corner. Or Jerry, or Jerry Rice is another player in that conversation for football. Because Jerry Rice holds all the receivers. He has all of them. All of them is Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice is another player in that conversation with Tom Brady, in my estimation, for football player, best football player of all time. And and I would I would uh, I would go along with you in that conversation. I, I I would not concede that one bit. Jerry Rice, I mean, greatest receiver of all time, has to be in the clearly. conversation of yeah, <laughs> clearly. There's no, clearly. There is, there is no argument against that. No. Um, so yeah. it, clearly he has to be in the conversation of the greatest football players of all yeah. time. So, I mean, if, if 
James, I'm not going to refer to him by his first name anymore. If James is going to uh, say that that other entire sports cannot be in the greatest athletes uh, of all time, then then what I mean, what is his definition of, of an athlete? I mean, it, someone who plays both sides of the ball, really, like you said, that excludes him because he is a selfish offensive player who's really uh, dropped down in his ability to play defense or his uh, desire to because defense is not glamorous. And uh, it's it's something that I'm just let me do it, man. I know that just just let me go, okay? No, so, I don't know. Just because it's it's time. Um, he he he's the mo- one of the most selfish players you have seen. You will see in the league today and historically. There are some other players that that were uh, selfish from day one, and I'm not going to name names just out of respect for for them. Um, because I think uh, Kobe Bryant is still one of the. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say the name. No, Kobe no, Bryant no, no, no. Uh, is absolutely deserving of every accolade that, that oh, he's he earned. He's one of the best ever. But player. yes, and, and there is no denying that. But from day one, he was a very selfish player. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James is a James is a selfish player. Has always tried to build things around him. He's the center of, the, of his own universe from the start. But he has not uh, won the championships to be able to uh, warrant that type of attitude. He, he's got the attitude without being able to back it up. He, and, and like I said, he has tried to stack the deck in his favor how many times and still falls short. There is a common factor in that, and that is James. He is not deserving of being in the conversation of greatest of all time because we know who the greatest of all time is, but I, I don't think yeah. he is one. I don't think he is one to set the terms of greatest athlete until he decides to change his attitude toward being an athlete for others. He is an athlete for James and James alone. He is not an athlete for the people, for his teammates, or for the league. He works for one man. Yeah, I can't disagree with you there. I mean. The greatest athlete of all time. We could debate that with Wayne Gretzky. He's clearly the greatest hockey player of all time. Like Jordan, who's who's who, in my opinion, is a, it's clearly the greatest basketball player of all time. Some might say Bill Russell, but that's a different different eras, man. So, or we have Brady and Rice in in, in football. I would say Brady because Brady's responsible for more of the rings than Rice is. Rice has, I think, three rings, but really, without Montana giving them the football, they can't win the rings to get there. So you could argue quarterbacks above the receiver. It's it's one of those things where you kind of just Take your foot and take your foot out of your mouth and just let it be. Yes, we all know Tom Brady's not athletic. Have you seen his 40? We know he can't run. But can he play football? You're darn right he can. Look at Babe Ruth. That was a fat man with little legs playing a sport. <laughs> he hit a lot of he hit a lot of things, man. Being an athlete and being athletic are two very different I mean, things. That man was probably ordering beers and hot dogs in the dugout and then hang dingers right after he ate that hot dog and drink that Wasn't beer. Wasn't that confirmed? I think it was confirmed that he did that. And it was saying Dinger as well. There were some other other things that he was calling it. Yeah, it was not bad. But we're not going to go to that side of it. But yeah, so yeah. It's a great man's career. But uh, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about uh, an athletic man. Okay. James James is an athletic man. All right. I'm not going to deny that he looks like he was carved out of the side of a mountain. Probably the most athletic player in NBA history. I, I would not I would not disagree with that. Yeah. Athletic, yeah. but the all around what makes up an athlete, absolutely two different things. Because yeah. yeah. like because like you said, just by build 
Tom James, James is is at the the, the top tier, top, and Tom Tom Brady, Babe Ruth, others that were not built to be athletes, yeah. but made themselves into athletes. Like the, it's what they did on the field that made them successful athletes. Right. Their build did not decide what happened. Yep. James has the build; he doesn't have the ships to follow it. Yeah. Yeah, so let us know in the comments if you agree with us because I think Tom Brady should be in the conversation. A lot of people say he is the GOAT athlete. I'm one of those people that you got to think of Wayne Gretzky in there. You got to think of Jordan. You got to think of some other athletes because Tom Brady is going to have all the rings, but he's not. Go he may have all the sets eventually, but Gretzky has clearly all the sets and it isn't even close. So it's a tough conversation for yeah. him as the greatest athlete of all time, but he's, he's definitely in the conversation for me. Yeah. And and I think by uh, what it boils down to is by excluding football and baseball and, and a lot of other sports besides basketball from the conversation, he is snubbing so many deserving Hall of Famers of being in, included in the greatest athletes of all time by their their accomplishments in the in in their sports. Yep. So I and I don't think it necessarily cares in that regard. But I, I think once again it, it boils down to. Um, stacking in his favor. He, he wants to be in that conversation. And absolutely, he is an athletic individual. But um, when we want to talk about greatest athletes, we have to look at how well-rounded. Like you said, we cannot limit ourselves to just football, just baseball, just basketball. We got to look at um, the, the greatest hockey players. There, there's, I mean, the athletes, let's talk about Tony Hawk. His, oh, uh, yeah. We don't even have Hawk. to go into all of that, but what he's accomplished for um, uh, the sport of uh, skateboarding yeah. and, and everything else. I mean, Sean White uh, with everything that he's done. I mean, uh, I know that I'm going to get some flack for this, but just by, by accomplishments, Jimmy Johnson. In, in NASCAR, winning. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did, did he win five five championships? Yeah, I think he won I mean, five. So, so, and and you also got you got your Richard Petty's, your Dale Earnhardt's, uh, too. And so, I mean, one can argue that those aren't aren't athletes, but uh, what they do behind the wheel, going that fast, you you could also make the argument in their favor. So, my my point is, where does the line stop of where who is not an athlete? I mean, really, he he can create his his cookie cutter definition. Uh, of how to fit an athlete into a certain box. But what, it, uh, what we see is athletes in other sports um, doing what they do best, despite some of the odds and some of the things stacked up against them, including their own bodies. <laughs> but, by the way, in this discussion, the answer would be Bo Jackson had he not gotten injured playing, playing football. It would have been Bo Jackson. He was clearly the most athletic man on God's green earth. Until he got injured and dislocated his, his leg from his hip bone. <laughs> that, that's the only thing to stop him. It would have been Bo Jackson, people. So Bo knows him. that it would have been Bo Jackson. Bo knows <laughs> how to play all the sports. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like like Chris said, let us know in the comments what it, how you feel about this conversation. If uh, his James' approach was um, appropriate for the conversation about um, great athletes. Um, as far as you know, that goes, I, I mean, personally, when we're talking about the history of sports, um, James is not in the top five greatest athletes by accomplishments alone. I mean, by accomplishments, we, we may be talking top 10, not even. So I'm not going to get into that whole conversation, but like, I, I, I think that, um, 
like like you've said before, it's it's a matter of taking your foot out of your mouth, uh, recognizing the accomplishment that's accomplishments that others have have achieved, and and not trying to snub them in your favor. And that's that's truly what it 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 looks like at this point. Whether that was his intent or not is to stack it, the deck in his favor. It it really looks like it at this point. I would agree with that, but please follow our Facebook page for updates around the show. I know we're not great at posting on that on Facebook. We've been out for two weeks. It's the summertime. COVID restrictions are kind of like gonzo. So Tom and the family have been able to travel around a little bit more. I will be taking time off in August to help my brother move from New Mexico to my my town home. So it's it's going to be a little bit hectic about when we get on or not. But you can also email us at sports and more with ct capital c capital t at gmail.com. We have not had email since the Java like months ago. So, I, so please talk, please email us. I don't like seeing those Gmail emails whenever I go in there. That's really all we get at this point. We don't care if you send us cat videos. Just, <laughs> just send us something. Um, but uh, yeah, we, I mean, we've had a couple of weeks off. Um, excited to be back. We're gonna have a couple of ones back to back here that we're gonna try to get out to you. So. Um, at least as much as we can. Um, but like we've told you before, this is not what we do for a living. So uh, there, there's some other priorities that come up. We, we love to do this. We want to do this as often as we can. Um, but it's not going to be every week. Every I mean, we're going to miss some weeks. So we just uh, appreciate the, the the grace that you give us any little bit that you do as we uh, as we go along into this. Um, but aside from uh, email and Facebook, you can also go to our anchor page, which is what we post to Facebook or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you download and listen to your podcast. We're across, I think, seven or eight platforms. So if you listen on it, we're probably there. If you don't listen on it, you probably got some weird one and you should move on to a different one because you're probably getting hacked as we speak. <laughs> um, but not as we speak because we're not on it. Um, anyway, <laughs> I went down a real hole that I did not expect to go down there. there. Um, but we'll keep you uh, posted on any future episodes that we create and they will be automatically posted to those platforms. And we would like to thank all of you, probably the tens and tens of people listening to our ridiculous takes and rims on sports and sports and that sport and other sports and all sports in general. Absolutely. Uh, and can I just say that we are nearing in on a thousand plays? Oh, yeah, I know. I, We're, I have, we crossed the 900 threshold without even thinking about it. Oh, you got it. You got the fireworks, man. I love it. I have the confetti cannon. The confetti cannon, that's what it was. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What, what did I say I would do? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, I don't even know if I want to remember. You put yourself through a flaming table, I think is what you said. That was, that was what you wanted to do. You, you wanted Man. to do that for the Bills Mafia. I thought you did something agree with binary that explosives. That's what I had. That was a little bit too much. Uh, <laughs> goodness. We just we should create like a, a club for the people who stay all the way through the ramblings here at the end because this is where some of the gold happens that we just <laughs> didn't even realize. Um, anyway, our next cre episode's creation date is actually this week. It's no. not to be decided. No. Um, I think we're going to do it. Uh, we're we're going to try to record it Friday, no. um, July 2nd. So it'll be out after the 4th or around the 4th. 
Um, so keep an eye out there on the Facebook page for an update regarding that. Obviously, uh, now that we've given you a date, some of you are going to hold us to that. Paul, if you've made it this far in the episode and you haven't seen the post for the next one come out by the 4th, shoot me a message, buddy. I know that you're on top of that. I like it. Um, anyway, uh, until that next episode comes out, as always, please stay safe and healthy and stay free. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.